Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Weekend Review Show. I'm your host Ali, and joining me as always, we have Dave and Simon. How are we, gentlemen? Not too bad, thank you. Ah, it's not bad, thank you, Ali. Simon's sounding a little bit chipper and more, I suppose we'll, we'll see why in a few minutes. <laughs> um, this is going to be a hopefully a shortened show, um, and then hopefully when you finish listening to this, we have another podcast that will be released exactly the same time, just previewing the, the midweek games that will be on tomorrow night as you listen, tonight as you listen, one of them, so uh, we will kick straight into it gentlemen with a 3-0 home win for Brentford, um, they're such a rejuvenation since their players have all become fit, uh, I mean Ericsson can take a big part of the credit but uh, I was, I totally forgot how many injuries they actually had for a long period of time as well, um, I mean I, I reckon Southampton are probably just about safe with their, with their 40 points, Nothing down to them, I just don't think the other three teams can make make 40. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Dave, I'll come to you first since since Simon's game's up next. But yeah, Brentford, just another three points in the bag. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, they're finishing the season very strong. Uh, Sarton, as usual, you know, flattered to deceive a little bit. They, they turn yeah. up for a couple, couple of games, win win a few, and then seem to go on this run where they, they can't string anything together. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> I think if the season went on another four weeks, so that would be in quite a lot of trouble with, with some of the form at the bottom there. But as it is, I think they're going to run out of games, so they'll be fine. But it's all about Brentford, isn't it? They're, uh, they've done really well this last three or four months, um, and uh, you know, if, if they can keep hold of those good players, and there's no reason why they can't do it again next season, but I don't think they will. Yeah, that's that's going to be key for them. I mean, keeping Ericsson is obviously ideal. And try and holding on to the good players whilst strengthening their squad. Because as as I mentioned earlier, once they got a few injuries, the the drop off was <laughs> was almost abysmal. Um, and I mean, I suppose as it should be really from a team like Brentford coming out of the Premier League for the first season. But um, yeah, I mean, Simon, they're they're hot in the heels of you, Aston Villa. Yeah, they've they've really turned it around these last sort of couple of months, as as you. Sort of already alluded to with the injuries coming back. I think it's it's obviously made a big difference having you know as having better players would do, especially you know like you said when you know that first eleven is probably not the strongest in the league anyway. If you take a couple of their big important players out, I've no always going to struggle. Um, but I think they will quite rightly look back on on this as as an excellent 
season, uh, the first season up in the Premier League. And next season, obviously, it'd be a big test. You, you, you know, there's so many teams over the years that have come up and, and had a, a really good first season and then sort of struggled a bit in, in the second one. It's, it's like you say, it's, it's not just keeping the players that they've already got, the, the better ones, but what they can actually do to uh, to bring better players in. Uh, you know, there's obviously a few teams that that have got a bit of money to spend around in, looking in that middle of the table. So it'd be difficult, you'd think, for them to maybe attract sort of some of the better players next season. So they... I mean, they just have to be creative in their transfer business, but they've been quite good at that for a number of years, really, and bringing players in and selling them on for profit and reinvesting that money. So I think it'll be tough for them next season, definitely. But you know, they, I, I don't think they'll they'll do a Norwich example this season and just completely fault. I think they'll uh, they'll certainly be pretty competitive next year. But just a quick word on Southampton. Something I know we kind of say how they go on these streaks, but apparently I was reading that when the third goal went in, and I think he, he took um, a striker off a midfielder, and the fans started chanting, like the Southampton fans started chanting, You don't know what you're doing, and then they were all chanting sacks in the morning. So that's, you know, they, they haven't turned like that before. And, you always hear when the away following goes, that's that's when you could be in a bit of yeah. trouble. And so I think you know, Hassan Hooten might be lucky that there's only two games left this season. He might, they may just sort of look to reset again in the summer. But like Dave said, if there's another four or five weeks to left to go of the season, with the form they're in, he, he could be in a bit of trouble there. Yeah, as I say, I, I don't expect them to get any more points, but I think they're on 40 already. And I, I just don't see two other teams um, getting to getting to the 40 point mark I know they've played two games more but I just can't see Everton, Burnley and Leeds you know, all getting to, to 40 points let alone let alone two of them or, or one of them really mm. uh, but I mean we, we will see um, yeah I mean I think for I mean Brentford's biggest sign as you say Simon about being creative they just need a really good, not a really good, but they need a backup goalkeeper. Because that was where the, the biggest drop-off I've ever seen between a first-choice and, and second-choice keeper. Um, but I'll be, be an interesting one for Brentford. I mean, the saving grace for, for any team who's, who's survived relegation is Fulham's coming up, so that's one place taken from the relegation <laughs> exit. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, speaking of relegation... Um, some shithole team um, are almost single-handedly going to save Everton here. And I'm, I'm not best pleased, Simon. Only <laughs> one, Aston Villa 3. Um, I, I mentioned to you in the WhatsApp group, it's amazing what happens when you start MMA Vendia. Yeah, well, I mean, we've kind of said before, haven't we, that in the last few weeks, that I really know why he'd been dropped. Um, like he'd been playing quite well and then seemed to to just lose his place and when he'd been coming on the last few weeks they'd been making an impact but obviously yeah starting him and I mean he was he was the uh, the best player on the pitch and you know setting up a goal within seven minutes um, lovely little free ball Danny Ings nice little finish and it's nice to see 
Ings and Watkins. It's taken them a while, but they're finally see, seeming <laughs> to click together. Um, which, you know, if if that's something that can continue, then that, that at least, you know, bodes well maybe going into next season if, if, if they're still going to be there. Um, I mean, this Burnley obviously on a good run of form, uh, but it's a game that I can't. I had the feeling that 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 we go there and beat them just because we t- seem to have been this season under Gerard. We've gone through streaks of sort of four or five really good results and the bounce, followed by four or five really bad ones, and there's it's just been wildly inconsistent, really. And obviously. We drew nil nil with Leicester a couple of weeks ago, then beat Norwich last week. Okay, you'd expect to beat Norwich at home, but you saw sort of two positive results going into it, the bit of confidence and that you know the front three of Watkins, Ings, and Brendia, they're they're all good good Premier League players, and if they're playing well, they should be doing what exactly what they did to Burnley, and so they they just they just couldn't live with us. I mean. Uh, the build that played for Brendier's goal was great, and even for Watkins' goals, Brendier again was at the heart of it. Sent it out wide, lovely ball for McGinn, and I mean the marking was awful. I, how you leave a striker <laughs> with, with five, six, seven yards of space right in the middle of the goal, I do not understand. But Burnley, they've got some injuries, which I think could cause some real problems between now and the end of the season. I think Tarkovsky went off injured right at the start of the second half and rumours are that he could be out for the season. I think I don't think they had a recognised striker on the bench uh, because of the injuries. So, really poor result for them and they've got, I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to it as we you know, do the other teams in the relegation uh, battle a bit later on, but you look at their fixtures and they've got some tough ones and you kind of felt if they'd have beaten us on the weekends, you'd have probably thought they'd have maybe just done enough, but losing that game is bad for them. For us, puts us 11th, just a point behind Crystal Palace. We've got games in hand on, one or two games in hand on most of the teams around us. And one of those games in hand is home to Burnley, I think in about 12 days or something. So, yeah. There's uh, there's still an opportunity for us to finish in the top ten, which if you manage to do that, you, you kind of you'd have to say it's, it's been a, a pretty decent season. I think what clouds it is, like I said, those because we've gone on streaks of runs, so either four or five good runs, which is obviously great, but then when you lose four or five in a row, it looks really bad. Whereas if if, if those five, five wins in a row and five defeats in a row broken up into two wins, one defeat, one draw. You know what I mean? If, if they're, yeah, yeah, if they're scattered around, it doesn't... It, it kind of looks more palatable maybe for fans to look at and maybe that's where some of the over-exaggerated reactions of some of our fans has come at times <laughs> because you go on streaks, it looks bad. But to say, if we finish, we can finish. If we get a top ten finish, that'd be the first time I think since... 2011 that would have finished in the top 10 of the Premier League so you'd have to say if that happens then it's not been a bad season for us so it's nice to see that they haven't sort of uh, that, that the players aren't on the beach as it were you know Burnley obviously are fighting for their lives we could have quite easily just gone and thought it doesn't really make a difference to us and sort of got turned over to go and you know, put them away quite comfortably. It's, from a fan, from my point of view, it's nice to see that that their players are still putting in that application and effort. 
Yeah, that's right. Looking at your lineup, did you start 3-5-2 in this game? No, no, it's uh, 4-4-2, but like a midfield diamond. Yeah, Callum Chambers played the whole midfield role, which... Ah, right, OK. Which was nice because it allowed Douglas Louise to play in his more natural position a bit further forwards, and which benefited him. And uh, the board accounts from the, sort of the highlights I've seen and sort of chatting to a couple of people who are at the game, Chambers did a pretty good job there. Um you know, against sort of the lower down teams, you know, I'm sure he is more than capable of that. Obviously, you wouldn't want that as your long term first choice plan, but as an option to have. I mean, I've got to say about Callum Chambers when we signed him, I think I, uh, my, I, the thoughts you know, that I had of him that I put in the WhatsApp group was that I was underwhelmed to say <laughs> the least. But I've got to give credit where it's due. He hasn't really put a foot wrong whenever he's played. He's, he's pleasantly surprised me, actually. So it's a fair play. I was wrong on that one so far. Yeah, it's an interesting choice, but that's what I said to you a few months ago about putting. I put Mings there, um, but you know it's, it seems to work. And in fair play, Mings actually he's not been not been too bad in the last few weeks. Uh, Dave, anything to add on on this one? Uh, no, um, it's a bit of this. Bit of a stumble for, for Burnley, you know, they've done a lot of hard work of digging themselves out the hole, but that was what come on to. It's been a pretty rotten, rotten weekend for them all round. Um, Bidra's injury last weekend ruled him out for the rest of the season, so that's a bit of a blow for them. He's, he's been decent in the revival. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, Tarkovsky, big loss. Um, I think Ben Mee's on his way back, but look, I mean, if Tarkovsky's done, they'll have to rush me in, I think, so. Um, it's uh, turned pretty sour for Burnley, and all of a sudden it's looking like them are leads very, very quickly. Haven't been, you know, yeah. Everton were down and uh, down and dead a few weeks ago, and now they seem to fix themselves. I said the one positive that Burnley can take from the, from that weekend was that Maxwell Corney returned from injury and got a goal. So if he's back fit, you know, it gives them it gives them more of a chance than with him not being available for the last two games anyway. I think Burnley's biggest hope is, is Leeds, is, is what come on to. It might not be their results, it might be Leeds' ones. <laughs> uh, we'll go along to Stamford Bridge next. Um, and obviously, in recent hours after the game, um, there's a cloud being lifted over Stamford Bridge, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> Chelsea 2, Wolves 2 in this one. A 2 0 lead for Chelsea, Lukaku, Pertley, and another Lukaku goal. And then a Connor, Connor Cody in the 97th minute pulled it back to 2 all. Uh, absolute delight watching Chelsea struggle, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. I just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame that uh, you know Arsenal have to play Tottenham this week because you know you want both those teams to win all the remaining games, and Chelsea did not, which would have been ideal. But you know you can't have everything. Um, I, I don't know what what what's gone wrong with Chelsea. I know obviously they've had a lot off the field, but you know on, on the field it just seems to. Have, Gone very bland all of a sudden, doesn't it? They uh, sort of slipwalk their way to a tournament lead and then gave way two goals later on, which was never really the two goal way, to be honest. They've always yeah. been very, uh, very strong defensively during this time there, but uh, not recently. Yeah, I mean, on the on the Chelsea form, do you think much of it can put down to the, the whole ownership debacle? Surely that shouldn't come into play for the players' side of it. Well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought so, but I mean, I guess, you know, they've been playing home games where there's been large pockets of, of empty seats because of, you know, not being able to sell tickets, things like that. Yeah, but, um, I wouldn't have thought that would affect, you know, 
what is essentially a squad of world class players that much. Um, but, but I mean, what else can you put it down to? Um, even before the Champions League exit, they were they were a little bit flat. Um, obviously, a mile off the pace now, having been you know favourite to the title at one stage. They're, uh, they're, you know, sixteen, twenty points or whatever it is off the off the top two, which is you know different stratosphere really, nowhere near. Yeah, I think you boys had to finish ahead of Liverpool at one point. <laughs> well, the the, the Condus when when Lukaku started like a train, and we thought he was the missing ingredient, but. Uh, it soon, it soon wasn't. It was like listening to Talksport at the start of the season. Get out with you boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves, they're just, they're just a team. Aren't they? I just, I, I don't know what to say about Wolves. They're just, they're, they're horrid to watch. They just get results somehow. They just, they're just, I don't know. They're just a team who are always. <laughs> Is that a fair statement? Like they're just, they're such a boring team. They're. Uh, they're they're incredibly boring. Like I, I, I don't think I, I could like recall any standout moments from no. any Wolves game or performance. Like I literally, I I can barely even remember their goals on that they scored on the weekend. And I only watched yeah. that from the day last night. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they they're just yeah. Like you said, they're just there and. Yeah. I think they'll we'll probably be ex- exactly the same last season, uh, next season. Like, so they looking at the table, they're probably going to finish eighth. You don't really know how they've done it, and they'll <laughs> do exactly the same next year. You'd imagine. Yeah, they're just yeah, that's they're just they're just there. That's all I can say about them. They're just there. They're just. They do I their- mean, from their point of view, like eighth, probably realistically the the highest. Oh, you know, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the top of their sort of limitations. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure they, I'm sure everyone at the club and the fans probably don't really care that no one really notices them. As, you know, if they finish the gate every year, then that's you no know, fair play. No, the fans can't be can't be happy with that. Surely, surely that's not a thing. I think maybe if, if in two or three years' time they're still like this, then. Then yeah, you you probably I think you expect a bit more, but you no, know, for the time they're only what three four years since they've been promoted to to be you know from from a team like you know the last in our sort of lifetime and you know barely being in the Premier League to get yourself consistently finishing in the top eight, it's not bad for a couple of years. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, Right, we'll, we'll, we'll move off of that. Unfortunately, we can't dig into Chelsea too much because things may be looking up for them and nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> um, Crystal Palace won Watford nil. Um, I guess the biggest talking point of this is Roy Hodgson's reaction after the game. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this where the manager's <laughs> quite happy just to be shaking shaking hands with all his, all his old pals and <laughs> he's just been relegated the week before. <laughs> oh, I mean, he just lives up the stereotype, doesn't he? Now, like, he's just a confused, he's just a confused old man who <laughs> was was just happy to see people who knew who he was. No one at Watford has an absolute clue who he is. People whose names he remembers. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I, I remember you, and uh, <laughs> you know, he um, he got a lot of stick afterwards because he obviously made a big deal of like. 
you know, smile and wave Roy to the Palace fans and then didn't go and see the Watford fans we just relegated. So <laughs> They were a bit far away though, as you said. Go on. Yeah, I mean, you know, where's he going to be? Like, what's his rush? I'm telling you, he just, as you said a couple of months ago, Dave, he just needed a new extension on the house. It's the only reason he's took this job. Uh, that's it. He just really wanted that man killed, didn't he? Like, yeah. he, just wanted, <laughs> he just wants to go play Call of Duty with his, with his headphones on without being pestered by the wife. And now, and now it's the reality. Now he's got the, <laughs> the Watford severance package. Anything's possible. <laughs> Um, again, not much to add on the game. I will Zaha penalty. Um, Zaha has, has, I feel he's had a very quiet season. Uh, uh, 10th place at the minute for Palace. Game in hand on Brighton, so could still finish 9th. Possibly 8th, depending on rules, whatever they do. Um, it's, I, 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 I know Wolves are, Palace, sorry, are getting a, they're getting a lot of credit. Some maybe a bit overhyped, but I just think Vera's done a really good job. Just I think they've said it for the past few weeks with the players that he started with. The Palace are probably the team obviously with my own that I'm, I'm intrigued about the most for next season. You know, to see what they do, how they replace Gallagher, because obviously he's been been key. So I think they're in for a really interesting summer. Oh, Palace, I'd go out and get and get you on a free from Arsenal and actually give them a run up front because that's mainly what they're missing. They like got a poacher around the box, like they're fanning around with. You know, Edouard and Mateta, and they're all like okay, but um, I think Ketty's available for nothing. They could do a lot worse and go and get him and actually, you know, play, play him in front with, with Zaha and Elise and Eze and just saying, well, you know, let's give other teams something to worry about. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a really good signing. As you say, the, 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 I just want to know how they replace Gallagher because obviously he's been pivotal. Um, Although they might now get Gallagher, obviously, with Chelsea's new ownerships. They might be able to, uh, depending on what Chelsea do. Because he's not, let's be honest, now that they can sign players, he's, he's not going to be playing for Chelsea next year. Well, so I think what, what I think they'll do is they'll, they'll play as in there. It's like a, sort of like a number 10 almost. With, oh, okay. you know, but, um, and then they've got two wingers either side of a striker. Um, the problem is they've got a striker at the minute who doesn't score goals. And then his, his backup is Ayu, who didn't score goals, and his backup is Benteke, who didn't score goals. So, <laughs> so it's like they've got like a lot of a lot of team players, but I'm saying like if they go and be selfish and go and get like a an actual goal poacher, um, I think that that would that would help a great deal. Um, whether they do or not, I don't know. Um, Vieira's probably got other players in his mind, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, um, that's uh, def- definitely intrigued. Um, Watford confirmed down last week, I think. Or was I think it, was a, it was a it was official this weekend, but it was official all, this weekend. It yeah. was all but done last weekend, really. So well, it was all but done about fucking February, really. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's two of the two of the three confirmed down. With obviously one looks like that will go right down to the wire. Um, next up was the greatest result of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Brighton four, which. Which alone is just ridiculous. This, if any result was to sum up how shite Man United are and how terrible a manager Ralph Ragnick or whatever his name is is, it's conceding four goals to Brighton. I, I think it's a third of Brighton's goals all season. Uh, <laughs> and this didn't flatter Brighton, which is the the biggest thing you can say about it, Simon. Ah, uh, I mean, it's 
Man, you should just be grateful that Brighton can't finish because that's <laughs> the only reason it was only four. <laughs> if, if Brighton had anyone who could actually sit the ball in the back of their consistency, I mean, this genuinely could have quite easily been six, seven, or eight. I mean, it was so funny to watch, like from a neutral point of view. But I, I just, I, I mean, it's going over old ground. But just United are—they're just so bad, and I was kind of. I was watching the game. Like, I, I, I turned on, I think I missed the first maybe 10, 15 minutes. Um, so I turned on, I think, just as Brighton got 1-0 up. And I was looking at the United team. And I'm seeing, why the hell are Matic and Mata starting? <laughs> they're, like, they can't finish in the top four anyway. Uh, like, you know, that was never going to happen. These two players are leaving in the summer. Look, why wouldn't you... Why wouldn't you just put a couple of a couple of the young young players on who at least are going to you'd think run around and, and put some effort in? It's it's just it's so so odd what's going on there. And you've got, I mean, it was brilliant seeing the uh, the images of Ronaldo look you know laughing and looking like what's going on because <laughs> I mean he's he's a detestable little prick as is Bruno Fernandes. He, any resource that, that makes them seem look like they're about to break down in tears is always fun. But, I mean, Brighton, fair play to them. They 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 really took advantage of, of playing a really, really broken team that have just... They've down tools. I mean, I, I kind of... United have been bad for the majority of the season. But, I mean, th- this is just possibly the worst performance I've ever seen from a Man United team because okay they've got bigger they've got a spanking Old Trafford and uh, um, Anfield from yourselves but you know Liverpool are one of the best teams in the world Brighton they play alright football but they're nothing special and they they absolutely they destroyed them so I I can't remember ever seeing a United performance as bad where the players they just all look like they they don't care, and you kind of. I, I honestly don't think. Would with any well, obviously you wouldn't at Liverpool, but Dave. Would you take any of those United players at the moment at Newcastle? Mm, no, I don't think I would. Um, yeah, maybe to here if I was forced, I guess. But um, I mean, they've just got a collection of. Like really, really bland footballers who have yeah. bad attitudes. Like, and even the ones who were good, like Fernandez, has just now got a bad attitude and doesn't seem to, you know, mm. actually con- contribute positively anymore. Um, this, honestly, as you say, like this was as bad as it gets. You'd think. <laughs> like, they um, were basically ran ragged by Danny Welbeck, who left them ten years ago. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, they couldn't even blame Harry Maguire because he obviously didn't play. Um, they brought him on and he kept a clean sheet. Yeah, it's not his fault, is it? No, absolutely not. He done his job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Simon, you made a point, like, asking Dave how many of those players he would take at Newcastle, right? Now, talent-wise, obviously, it's a completely different story. Yeah. But let's, let's look at this from Ten Hag, who, as a personal point, if I was Ten Hag, I'd be contacting my lawyers to see if there was any glitch <laughs> in the contract that could get me out of it immediately. But I, was, I was shocked he took it in the first place. Oh, well. Genuinely. I, I, I don't think he can make a difference. But anyway, 
let's go through the whole team and the, the, the substitutes that he mentioned yesterday. And you tell me which ones, if you were a Man United manager or fan, that you'd want to stay at your club, right? De Gea, I'd say you'd keep. What about you guys? Yeah. I mean, this can't be blamed on him, realistically, right? Uh, Diego Dalla at right back? No. Uh, no, no. Lindelof? He should never have been at that club in the first place. Uh, Varane? He's just not fit, is he? Like, he's never fit. He seems to play like three games and get injured for a month. Yeah, well, yeah. that's why they got him, wasn't it? That's why Real Madrid don't play him. <laughs> um, Alex Telles? No. <laughs> ah, <laughs> failed, failed winner, now at fullback. Doesn't work. Absolutely. Let's just throw these two in together because the answer should be the same for both. McTominay and Matic? McMatic, no thanks. McMatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Alanga, do we see him because he's young? Could you give him a. Oh, yeah, I'd have him. We'll have give him. Give him a break, keep him on. We'll loan him. Yeah, Matt is going for free. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, talent-wise, but as you say, Dave, he's a whiny little dick. So, like, he's always been bad, but like when they've been since my night have been terrible, he's just been a, like a Polander to watch and listen to. Uh, Ronaldo, do you do, do you keep him and try and build some sort of attack around him? Uh personally, because I'm me and my mate were chatting about that the other week. For the, that, yeah, he'll get you the goals, but. Ten Hag, he's got to be, you assume it's a rebuilding job and a long-term thing. Ronaldo's not going to be any long-term part of United. It's not one more year. I'd fuck him off in the summer. Yep. I, was. I think the problem we've got with, with, with that is that it needs to be Ronaldo, his, if it needs to be Ronaldo saying, I'm going, rather than Ten yeah. Hag forcing no, because mm. if Ten Hag gets rid of him, like, whoever he signs, it's like, you know, Moyes replacing Ferguson, basically, and it's like, yes. whoever comes in has got to be absolutely ruthless or else <laughs> it's like how on earth do you replace Ronaldo and I know like he's obviously got some baggage in terms of <laughs> whether he's the right fit or not but you can't argue with his goal scoring record over his career so, right. so I, think, I think we kept three maybe four players out of that first 11 and a lot of them were just on the basis of right wait, hang you now we go Phil Jones <laughs> nope uh, Jesse Lingard, who probably made the biggest career mistake by going back to United after actually kind of resurrecting himself at West Ham. Well, he's he's gone anyway, isn't he? Is he yet? You got Fred, who's who's not been bad at the start of the year. Who's Fred? Fred wasn't bad at the start of the season, was he? I'd have Fred just not for fifty million. I think he's I think he's come on a lot, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I believe Cavani's away for free at the end of the year, isn't he? I believe so. Uh, Dean Henderson, who killed his career by deciding <laughs> to coach Steve stay at United. Uh, Juan Basaka, who's forgotten how to defend. The only good part of his game was defending. Forgotten <laughs> how to do that. And then I don't know the last two players in Fernandez Carrera and Garnacho Freya. We'll just probably probably two lads who should have started ahead of Matty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, but. I mean, it's an, I got asked by a Man United fan tonight saying, do I not wish Man United were back to their best as a Lord fan? And I'm like, absolutely not. I want the absolute <laughs> worst for them. I want them relegated. I want them to go bust. I, I could care less if we ever played them in the league again. No, I don't, I, I, would, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why any neutral or anyone who you know, supports any other club would, would want them to come back to the top. Like, like Every Man United fan I know has had a lifetime of success. And like, not success is finishing fifth. Yeah. 
Who busted who? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys have got more of a right to say it than me, but that's what I said. But even in the games in like the 90s and the early 90s, you know, all right, we'd beat Man United. We'd still finish six and they'd win the league. Yeah. <laughs> what, what bragging rights do they have? <laughs> uh, oh, but anyway, last game on the Saturday, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Liverpool won, Spurs won. Um, an absolute atrocious performance for Liverpool. Um, very good defensive display by Spurs. Romero, I don't know, he must have been drugged up before this game because he was he was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> he got on the front of everything. I mean, Spurs, they took their goal really well. Really nice play for the goal, but again, and as everybody's seen the, the, the talk after it, they, they just didn't offer anything else after it. Um, and I felt we probably could have played them for another 90 minutes. And... Luis Diaz looked like the only person who was actually willing to do anyway. Yeah, no, I mean Diaz is fantastic. I'm pleased you got him in January. Because if, you, if you hadn't, then I mean, I tried to think the Tigers would have been over a while ago. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I just think uh, Marnie and Salah look, look look done, like really, really, really exhausted. Um, I mean, they've had obviously long seasons plus the, the Afghan plus work of qualifiers and things. So it's not a surprise, but they um, they're, they're both looking pretty pretty poor at the minute. And obviously, Firmino's not been there, so it's, it's been down to Diaz and uh, Jota, I guess. But um, Spurs defended in huge numbers. Romero, as you say, was like a, like a magnet of the ball. He was he was everywhere. Um, but when you play against a team like that. Who've got everyone behind the ball? You've, you've, you've just got to be, you've got to be absolutely on point with everything. And you, you were just a little bit off it, you know. Like there was a couple of chances, like Thiago had to play people in and just overhit it, or people went on the same wavelength, and uh, you know, Spurs killed the game, really, didn't they? Yeah, that that Thiago pass that was intended for Trent, I kind of just summed up. Like obviously he's put a decent run of games together. I mean, just when that pass isn't coming off for you. Thiago makes that pass 99 times at 100 um, for basically an open goal and it doesn't go. Um, Liverpool have dropped points in 10 Premier League games this season. Um, and I mean, you guys know where I put most of the blame. But I'm going to read out our midfield in the games where we drop points. Um, and you can let me know what the common, the common thread here is. Uh, for two games, it was Fabinho, Henderson and Curtis Jones. Remember Curtis Jones, he's a player. <laughs> two games for Fabinho, Henderson and Chamberlain uh, Two games for Fabinho, Thiago and Henderson uh, Fabinho, Henderson, Elliot Henderson, Naby, Jones Henderson, Milner, Fabinho Milner, Naby and Morton So we must, must have played a kid in one game um, And eight of the ten games We've dropped points in Look who's the constant name Bloody Fabinho, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I, I seen a really good tweet about Henderson, and I, I obviously I always go hard on him because I just don't like him, and it's, and it's a bias, which is fine. But Henderson's not a bad player. Henderson would start for maybe 13, 14 of the teams in the Premier League. But the way Liverpool play now has passed him by. And we're playing against a Spurs deep line. We basically two defensive midfielders. What is the point? Mm. We brought a Naby Keita for three minutes. What the hell was going to happen in three minutes? 
I know what it would take, but I mean, Simon, you're about to see the full, the full um, reckoning of what a rotation should be. <laughs> you might get a very hefty one. So um yeah, it should be should be an interesting one, but we'll we'll come on to that shortly. Uh yeah, anything much to add on the game, side? No, just obviously with the the quality of the two teams fighting for the, the league, I think you know, we kind of all thought basically you've got to win pretty much every game, so dropping points. It could be could be fatal in in the title run. You never know, though. It's still a long way to go. But yeah, obviously it's just a disappointing result for Liverpool and Spurs. You know, fair play to them. Obviously, there's been much made of Klopp's post-match interview, which you know I, I, I thought he I thought he made you know he didn't mind Spurs playing like that against Man City two times this season. I'm sure so. Make it that way you will. Many of them did they win? Both. Yeah, so they couldn't yeah. be that defensive. They didn't try to win against us. And they're, fighting <laughs> for and they're meant to be fighting for fourth place. That that was my biggest thing. Um, if they had won that, they would have been in the race for fourth. Now they've kind of fluffed up. But, mm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we still only need Man City to, to lose one game. It's just a shame that the... The other oil-ridden team let them score five, <laughs> which, which we're going to come to. Um, but anyway, Arsenal 2, Leeds 1, opened the Sunday fixture. A game I watched all of and still trying to work out why Leeds are in the Premier League. Sorry, Ross, but just player for player, this team is awful. It's why I think I said it earlier on the season. If, if Bielsa keeps this team up, he should be manager of the year every year. Uh, obviously they sacked him <laughs> looks like now they're going to go down so it maybe proves my point even more Simon <laughs> yeah well just on that I mean I know in the, uh, the group yesterday I think Ross was saying this wouldn't happen under Bielsa and I've got to I'm probably going to get the sack on this podcast now from what <laughs> I'm about to say but I think that's absolute nonsense so we're going down under Bielsa they, they've been shit all season it's not just since Jesse March has come in that They've had injuries to key players throughout the season, but they're just they're not a very good team. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I'm, I'm kind of, with the exception of Ross, I don't like their fans. I don't like their club, the club. I don't like the players. I want them to go down. I've had enough of them. And you look at them, and, and they were awful. I, I know you kind of made they showed a bit of a fight back. You could say maybe in the the second half, but I mean. The first goal to give away was just pathetic. Oh. And then what what Luke Hayling was doing as well. I mean, I think in Carragher summed up at half time. What an idiot! I mean, it's just because you can't swear on Sky Sports. Joy want to say what a fucking idiot. What was Luke? <laughs> what was he thinking? And he's he's meant to be one of their better defenders as well. I don't particularly rate him myself, to be honest. But that's one of your better players. One of you know he's meant to be sort of an experienced lad to go and do that 20 minutes into a game put yourself out for the rest of the season when you've already got crippling injuries to, to key players uh, I just I, I thought it was a really really embarrassing display for them yesterday and when you, they, the tally was coming up about 
the amount of they've broken the record for yellow cards this season. Just yeah, I've I've absolutely I've I've never been on board with with the Leeds loving that that was happening amongst the media and sort of neutral fans last season. I've, I've had enough of them, and I think they're going to go. And I, I for one. I'm not going to be sorry to see them go. Please don't sack me, Ross. Um, Simon's contract's off at the end of the season. (laughs) They're going to be home. So um, just get ready to say goodbye because he's got three podcasts left. Um, He's been been able to talk to other other podcasts since January abroad. So (laughs) man on El Posto. uh, (laughs) He's barely been on our show, so he's been somewhere. (laughs) Aye, aye, aye. Senor Ross. Uh, yeah, Leeds are in a lot of trouble. I mean, to be fair, like I don't think they've given up playing for Marsh, like because I mean, when you're two 0 down with ten men, they could have just thrown the towel in, but they obviously got to go back and did as you know, fully as well as they could have done to try and make something out of the game. But um, you see, the damage was done in that that opening, whatever it was, half an hour where to concede a goal where you go up against tackled, always, always, always funny to see. <laughs> but why? Um, and then to see your captain. Two foot someone who's basically out of play, you know. <laughs> Why? But it was almost a carbon copy of um, what Joey Barton did for us on Xabi Alonso at Anfield when we needed, you know, every every point we could get, every game we could get. Uh, and he took a red card. It took around the rest of the season. So nice one. What uh, my the biggest thing of that? What about um, Rafinha? What was he about? <laughs> it's just, just a very angry man. But I mean, in his mind, he was like playing for Bayern Munich in January, like January the first. He was, he was meant to be like lined, <laughs> lined up in the Bundesliga, and by now he should be lifting the Bundesliga title. But instead, he's uh, chasing Martinelli around, playing right back for Leeds. Like it's not really what he had in the script. So. Yeah, um, I think we're all in agreement. I think Leeds are in big trouble. When, in fairness, just Simon, you're safe because I think Ross kind of. Wants them to go down at this point. <laughs> he doesn't care. Um, I, I just don't see whether I, I honestly can't see I don't, him picking up another point this season. A, a few weeks ago, I think they were saying, you know, yeah, we've got City, Arsenal, and Chelsea. That's tough, but we finish against Brighton and Brentford. Brighton and Brentford are better than Leeds. They're, they're not. They're not giving me games for them. I, I just. I don't. I cannot see where they're going to get enough points to stay up. I think they take three points at most to now and the end of the season. And, but again, we're pushing it because they've got none so far. I think I gave them three in total. But um, yeah, I mean, next up, a team who's just gone out of Europe, lost again. I still don't understand how this man's not been sacked yet. Surely he's <laughs> come. Um, and Everton with a massive three points here. Um, well, 2 1 1 at Leicester. I know, what a shame, eh? <laughs> um, reaction full time was funny. Uh, Leicester fans were pretty mad. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I thought Everton were, were done, and obviously they've, they've pulled out a few a few good results on the spin here. Um, and now they look, you know, their odds on the stay up. I would say with their next games, Watford away and Brentford at home. I think it is. Um, yeah. He'd probably take that at the stage of the season, would you not? Yeah, they've also, I think after that, Brentford, they've got Crystal Palace at home as well, which is no, by no means easy, but it's it's not a bad home fixture to have if you, 
if you're oh, yeah. if you're needing points and a team that are, you know have got absolutely nothing to play for. But just like the game yesterday, like just watching the highlights of the match of the day, how Leicester didn't take at least a point out of that. Some some of the chances I had in the second half. I mean, fair fair play to Pitford again. He's another one that we've all quite enjoyed criticising. But you know, you've got to hold your hands up at times and give credit where it's due. He made in the last couple of weeks. He's really pulled off some uh, some important saves, hasn't he? Absolutely, clean up in AL Carl. He uh, <laughs> he, he had a wonderful time. Um, and Mason Holgate scoring goals that are going to keep you up. Like who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, go- goals like that remind me of um, 2008, 2009, when uh, Makeda scored for Man United, who now <laughs> plays in like League Conference. Um, <laughs> the next big thing. So that's what happens when players like Holgate score a goal. Um, oh. I-, I just. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I just can't see how everything get relegated now. I just no, you're the, you know you're needing like Leeds to go and beat Chelsea on Wednesday. Like Chelsea going to have one eye on the FA Cup final, maybe. But as I said, like Leeds don't look capable of being anybody right now. Yeah, Chelsea um, could put eleven cones out; it'd be fine. <laughs> well, they might. Um, <laughs> you just don't know, do you? Um, and Burnley. Again, like, are they going to get more points than Everton with, with, what's, with, what's, with what's to come? No, I, I don't think they are. Yeah, I think Everton probably just needs, I think one more win would do it for them. And as you know, we sort of already alluded to, you look at certainly their next three games, I'd expect them to pick up at least three points, if not four, over those three games, which which I think will probably just about do it for them. They've, yeah, the couple of weeks ago, I, I do think they're gone, but they've just about managed, I think, to turn themselves around in the nick of time. Thank God Man United got battered this weekend, because if not, it's been an awfully miserable weekend for me. Oh, <laughs> one of the worst ever. <laughs> just so bad for me. Um, next up, we have... Oh, no. Norwich are absolutely pathetic in this game. Like, I know they're bad, but this was like... Ridiculous. Uh, West Ham 4-0 win here, guys. Oh, I mean, again, our friend Carl, every time he's on, he tells us how bad Tim Krull is. Tim, Tim Krull had his, had his hand surgically removed. Like, <laughs> this game gave Carl some amazing credibility. Why, why can he not, like, catch or pick up a ball or stop a ball or do anything with his hands anymore? Like, the, the, the second goal where, like, Bone overhits a through ball, and between the two Norwich defenders and Krull, they're all like, well, what? Why bother? And, and Antonio, like who can't score for Toffee, I mean, even he couldn't miss it. <laughs> it's even the first goal, wasn't it? It's like something's happened to his left hands that mm. the ball just goes through it. <laughs> now it's yeah, very hard. I mean, like you said, Ali, not Norwich there. They just they're so bad. I mean, I was watching the highlights and I just kept thinking to myself, this is a team that just if they, I really, really hope they don't. Get promoted next season to the championship because it's a waste. It's a waste of time. I know they're limited. I know they're limited financially with what they can do, but I just I'd rather have just a, a random another random shit team come up, but at least just have something different. I can't be asked with Norwich coming back up again, I mean, finishing bottom. 
It should be a rule that you're not allowed to come straight back up if you've just been relocated. They must be like the most flush team in the world, just based on parachute payments alone. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep them stored. stored Minted. Oh, it's insane. Um, Also, have you noticed in every single game Norwich play, Timmy Pookie gets a one-on-one like on the right-hand side of the box, and he tries to lift it over the goalkeeper and gets nowhere near doing so. Like (laughs) every single game without fail. And you wonder why they're getting relegated when that's the, that's the hope that they, they live off. Oh, uh, God, I mean, 21 points minus 53 goal difference. I guess. It's atrocious, isn't it? It's, it's, just pretty, so bad. it's pretty, um, pretty bad. West Ham kind of got to go all for broke. It's very, very unlikely that they get top four now, obviously, but. Um, oh, I mean, it's actually like, physically impossible to get top four. Oh, but is, it, is it out of their. Yeah, they, they, can, they can finish sixth. They're only three points off Man United with a game in hand, um, right. and and a, and a ten better goal difference. Hilariously, they <laughs> <laughs> could beat Man City. That would be wonderful. But um, I may be living in hope there. Um, and speaking of Man City, Dave, over to you. Um, Manchester City five, Newcastle nil. Yeah. Just... Newcastle were going to make a goal. That's the first six minutes. I'd say if we, I mean, if we'd score when Chris Wood decided to let the ball hit him on the head instead of actually, you know, heading it in the corner, <laughs> it might have been a different game, but uh, just another reminder of how, how far behind we are. Um, I said a few weeks ago, like, it's a good test of how, where we are playing against Liverpool and Man City. Like, Liverpool were just too streetwise against us. Man City were just on another level. In terms of, you know, we, I think if, it's just a, a good indicator that if you play against these top teams, you've, You've got to play five at the back. Like we, especially if you're us anyway, like we aren't good enough to play with a back four against Man City in this sort of mood. Because I mean, they were ruthless. Like you know, you wouldn't look at it and say, "Well, they missed a handful of chances." Like they, they just create like chances that you can't miss. They just put yeah. everyone, on, everyone on a plate for each other. Like it's it's awful to to try and defend against. And you know, with all due respect, Dan, uh, Dan Byrne and Jamal Lascelles are never going to do that. So. Um, I hope Howe's learned a lot from us. Um, I'm sure he has, but um, if you look at, you know, we, we went to Chelsea and played with the back five and very nearly got away with a nil-nil. That's, you know, understandable. We played against Tottenham and we played against Man City with back fours and conceded ten goals. <laughs> so, uh, we have to need better defenders or um, we need um, a better system to play against these bigger, bigger sides. Um with nothing to play for, I don't blame him at all for trying his, you know, his formation and just seeing where we're at with it. Um, with Sean Longstaff played in, in sort of the Shelby role, and honestly, I didn't even realise he was playing until about 70 minutes when he sired someone down. Um, so that's another area we need to look at. But uh, we'll put it down as a learning experience. But it was, it was, you know, not good to watch, uh, and probably even less good for you to watch, Ali. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. Once the once City scored and you got that goal disallowed, that was it. That was me. That was me done. Um, I'd seen enough. I wasn't punishing myself anymore. Um, <laughs> it's 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 annoying because like you know, as, you, as you say, we started reasonably well. We had a couple of couple of decent openings, uh, but then all right, the first goal it's avoidable, but it's it's well worked. They've then scored two from set pieces, and it's like, yeah. we, we say this every week, but how on earth like, a team that good also, like, the best at set pieces in the league as well? Like, I know they've got two or three big lads, but it, it shouldn't be that hard to defend against, and yet apparently it is. 
Yeah, it's 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 yeah. I just hate them. Um, they're just they're just they're just good. They're just. They're, I'm not one of these Liverpool fans that can be too upset. We've we've ran one of the best teams we'll ever see. So close. It, it, it is actually a joke that they aren't it, even in the Champions League final. Like with a team that good, and the in the Champions League campaign, they've pretty much outplayed every opponent they've had for you know. 179 of 180 minutes and yeah. then blown it in stoppage time Like it, it, it's it's cruel on them to be honest but that's mm, football well, well deserved um, <laughs> well you can't argue with the result and it's, you know, that's yeah, why Real Madrid have won so many cups <laughs> well, and I think that kind of sums up I mean in, in that tie especially you've got Real Madrid who they just know how to win in that competition you know basically their competition and you've got Man City who literally just Bottle it every time, like, and that's all. It sounds harsh, but it's very true. Like as you say, Dave, Man City, are, but there's not been a team that have been better than them in the Champions League. The only team who can compete player for player with Man City for, for talent is is Liverpool, and that that had the potential to be the final. But Madrid just knew that when they get the chances, and then as soon as that one goal went in, like, there was only one result that I felt was going to happen. Like, how do you concede a goal? Like from when you have centre, <laughs> a team like that just doesn't happen to normal teams. But Pep and City just are so mentally weak in Europe. It's it's scary, and it, by scary, it's look what they can do in the Premier League. Like week after week, you hit just one little hurdle in that Champions League, and they're. I, I think. <laughs> It's probably you probably know better than me, but it does seem like Liverpool live rent free in Guardiola's head. Like, what was this nonsense he said after the game where he said that? Uh, so glad you brought this he, up. He the, the, the whole country want Liverpool to win the league. Like, has he ever been on Twitter in his life? I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought I was really honest. I was thinking. I was just thinking. No, I think you're fine, Pep. But most people hate you both quite equally actually yeah, but, right. but it's, I don't think it's I, don't, I honestly I, again it sounds bad coming from a Liverpool fan because honestly but I feel that the majority of neutrals would rather City win the league than Liverpool I think there's a healthy amount of people that would agree with that statement yeah I, I like, all of a sudden Liverpool have become like the Man United you know of like and it's probably down to the fans because we are quite insufferable I, I 100% get that and Klopp's like holier than now thing. I, I, I again, I'm, I'm not dumb enough not to hang it, but like, you never hear City talk of City coming out at Liverpool camp. You know, very rare. Like Trent make a couple of little digs to kind of try to put pressure on. But Guardiola talks about us at every opportunity. Like the media don't even ask questions about us. <laughs> and it automatically becomes about us. He's just lost. Him. He he needs a break from football. He's, he, if he had hair, he'd have pulled it out by now. <laughs> ah, if I were him, I'd get a transplant and then pull it out, just to prove a point. But instead, he signed Erling Haaland, which uh, yeah, just, will, pro- just, will probably help. Yeah, <laughs> on yeah, some level. The league wasn't enough this year, so uh, <laughs> if he if, if he gets a transplant, it'll be kicked out of ball club. We don't we don't like that sort of thing. If he gets a transplant, I'm becoming bald again. right chaps we shall end that podcast there before we um, start up again in a few moments Uh, we'll not do any plugs here because again there's a new podcast going to be released right after it so 
thank you very much for joining me and I shall see you shortly. And always remember, keep your man in the post.